book two chapter seven of the spy company a story of the mexican war by archibald clavering gunter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john brandon book two chapter seven the dancing girl of matamoris the embarrassment brought about by this compact is perhaps greater in the lady than the gentleman miss godfrey is blushing vividly as she calls her maid into her from the next room and hastily tells her of the arrangement directing her to make every preparation for them to leave in the morning selma's reply to this is disheartening she says doggedly then i fear you'll have to leave me here my mistress i cannot ride what and be all alone in the wilderness with no one with us breaks out estrella growing red to the roots of her hair you're not riding is all nonsense my mother told me as a pickaninny you used to straddle an old mule in louisiana it, it seems to me you want to be left behind she looks at her maid astoundedly this colloquy is interrupted by the return of hampton in his hand are two buckskin frocks that have apparently been made for indian or backwoods maidens one of these though it is of the finest fawn skin and decked with some rather gaudy beads brings consternation to miss godfrey the other or heavier pelt is somewhat coarser in its making i brought these for you to wear on the journey remarks the frontiersman briefly oh good heavens they've they've got leggings gasps estrella for those were the days before modern bicycle exercise had inured young ladies to generous athletic personal display yes and you'll have to wear em too half laughs the texan you'll look very well in the wild injun act though i reckon these moccasins'll be rather large for your feet have your girl make the duds over to fit you this afternoon this other frock is for her he places on the table a somewhat plainer buckskin tunic but but zelma says she cannot ride rejoins miss godfrey inspecting the costume diffidently she'll have to answers the texan straddle fashion it won't be so difficult straddle fashion i uh, i'm to ride that way too stammers estrella certainly when there isn't a lady's saddle within two hundred miles of us besides i don't think any bronco can be broken in a few hours to carry you lopsided i'm going to make everything as comfortable and convenient as possible for you but there are certain things beyond me and this is one of them do you stand by your platform will you go of course i will i'll ride in any fashion to see my father then give your directions to your girl directs the texan after that i'll take you down to martin best and co where you can rummage through your trunks and get what is absolutely indispensable in the way of clothing and feminine knick-knacks i've even decided to risk a pack mule though we oughtn't to take it with us certainly i'll do anything you say answers miss godfrey and she takes Zelma into the other room with her. After a few minutes' dressmaking consultation, she returns to the gentleman who is impatiently pacing the veranda. I've put Zelma to work on, on the garments. 
she says as hampton leads her down to the ambulance that is in front of the goliath house waiting for her a short drive through streets in which texas mud is changing under the hot sun to texas dust and they're at the shipping office once more leaving estrella in charge of the clerk the captain of the rangers goes down to the embarcadero to look after the unloading of the equipment for the texas regiment and its storage with the government quartermaster returning from this in about an hour he is pleased to find that his pupil in frontier travel has exercised considerable self-denial as well as discretion in the selection of her wardrobe and has a very small bundle made up only one dress she laughs that's not very much for a lady who yesterday thought a good deal about her personal appearance these trunks will be forwarded on the first vessel that goes up the coast remarks the ranger you'll get em finally at live oaks by wagon train from matagorda we will put your immediate necessities in the ambulance and tote them up to the hotel with her bundle in his hand he leads the young lady out after repeating his instructions to the clerk apparently he's been making some other purchases for her the ambulance takes them to a corral on the outskirts of the place near the shore of the bay this is occupied by a bronco dealer a band of some twenty or thirty mustangs most of them half wild are running about it a clean-limbed black graceful-looking mare already saddled and bridled is brought up to estrella by a negro boy i selected this one for you to ride tomorrow," remarks hampton now i'll teach her not to be skittish with a lady's skirts hanging over her flanks when she's learned to stand this she'll probably be easy enough tying a big flopping mexican blanket about his waist he springs on the mustang mare and miss godfrey sees an exhibition of horsemanship such as she had never seen before real rough-and-tumble article of the plains and prairies on feeling the unusual accoutrement the mare utters a shrill piercing neighing yell and rears up as if she would fall over backwards then goes bucking all over the corral until as if despairing of getting rid of these whisking clinging things that swishing about either flank drive her mad with fear the frantic creature clears the high stockade with a tremendous bound and dashes madly forth disappearing in the stunted forest that surrounds the corral upon this struggle between man and beast miss godfrey had looked in breathless silence now she half screams at the horse-dealer go after him he's killed he's dying in the forest there reckon not remarks the man with a contemplative ejection of tobacco juice from his mouth the cap rides like a comanche injun in proof of this the black mare soon afterwards comes in sight her ears down as she lopes demurely back hampton says i reckon she'll be all right tomorrow morning he springs off and directs the darky boy make a girl of yourself with that blanket pomp mount the filly and ride her a couple of hours more to get her accustomed to this harness you don't think she'll do me up massa says the negro doubtfully oh not a bit 
she wasn't vicious she was only frightened otherwise i wouldn't trust you on her back he adds to miss godfrey this little mexican saddle with its tapaderos to save your feet from brambles when you go through timber will be just the thing for you oh how much trouble you're taking for me says the girl thanking him also with her eyes well as i'm in command i've got to see everything straight and a good horse is most important on the prairie the speed and bottom of that mare who i reckon is about as smart a mustang as there is in southern texas may mean your life the manner of this man of combat is quite tender as he continues i don't want to take you out on the prairie uneducated so i'll teach you to use a couple of little frontier trinkets i've secured for you to the young lady's dismay he produces a pair of quite handsome but very serviceable five-shooting colt's pistols dragoon ones would be a little too heavy for your small hand he suggests and you'll be able to kill mighty dead with these kill with these i i am to use them she falters if necessary now i'll show you how this place is all right for a little instruction i could have taken you up to that shooting gallery in town but the lights there are not the lights of the prairie and i want you to learn this thing practically out in the open with this the captain explains the weapon to her shows her how to load its chambers and begins a two hours target practice that impresses estrella instructing her in the trick of snap shooting during this miss godfrey chancing to make a bull's-eye becomes elated and gets to laughing over it crying this is fun but is rather disconcerted to be told quite sternly this is business and the grimmest business in the world people who talk about fun with revolvers haven't seen the awful things the weapon can do when properly handled look there a rooster some twenty yards away on a neighboring fence is stretching its neck in full cock-a-doodle to the crack of the ranger's pistol the handsome bird stricken in its triumph falls dead with his head half carried off his body now we will go at it seriously again commands her preceptor and keeps his pretty pupil pulling trigger till the lengthening shadows of the trees begin to show the approach of evening reckon you'll do for the present he says you've got nerve enough only be careful if you want to make a very sure shot to hold your breath as you touch the trigger and never pull until you see something in front of your sights you can't kill anything by blazing away at the universe as he assists her into the ambulance to drive back to the hotel he remarks just as well take these and keep them with you and puts the pistols into her hands always convenient to have such things ready in this part of the world he suggests handle them and get acquainted with them some day you may find them the best friends you have on this earth use them on your enemies but keep one last shot for yourself for i say to you as i do to all women on this frontier as you love yourself don't let the comanches take you alive that would be my advice to my sister or my wife or my mother 
as he speaks the captain's face for a moment frightens his listener she can see by the light of the setting sun his clean-cut features twitch with an agony of retrospection and his eyes glint with the same peculiar expression that miss godfrey had seen in them when he spoke to the gambler only more cruelly deadly then this fades away into a look of unutterable sadness you you're thinking of something that makes you suffer whispers estrella sympathetically something i mustn't let my mind dwell on mutters the texan with an effort he apparently puts from him some heartbreaking recollection and goes to chatting with the young lady on her preparations for their journey of the morrow so they ride up the main street of the town looking at him she cannot help wondering what can have been the former life of this man into whose hands she is about to place herself so absolutely so unguardedly she remembers he has never mentioned his family or his previous experiences save in the line of a ranger's duty but gazing at his clean-cut features and his direct brilliantly frank eyes and remembering that he always looks everybody very straight in the face except her as their ambulance stops in front of the goliad house miss godfrey places her little hand fearlessly in his and steps out quite confident that she has made no mistake in trusting the texas captain the frontier town has sprung into greater activity with the approach of evening the oil lamps in the bar rooms are commencing to twinkle merrily the big canvas sign over the bella union is illuminated by candles stuck behind it in front of this dance house are gathered quite a crowd of cattlemen their pockets full of uncle sam's money from the sale to the government commissary of beeves looted from mexican rancheros on the rio grande a sprinkling of gamblers and a few troopers wearing the american uniform sutler's boys and mule packers in addition are the usual mexican offscouring of a border town leperos poblamos and the like from this concourse comes boisterous uncouth applause mixed with the sounds of guitar and mandolin and the merry jingle of tambourine a bright flexible girlish voice is singing with sobrette archness that pretty mexican melody las niñas de durango there is a vivacious abandon and piquancy in the sweet tones that attracts estrella she glances across the street but cannot distinguish the performer the crowd is so close about her though a bright swish of brilliant color now and again under the big oil lamp in front of the bella union indicates there is dancing as well as singing further inspection is interrupted by a wild yell from the outskirts of the crowd hoopla hi yi ki yi hoopla why if it ain't sharp hampton a long lank slashing frontiersman dressed in the buckskins and coon cap of the hunter with a dark mustache and sparkling jet eyes comes loping across the street and cries again cap hampton oh this will make the greasers feel real good they've been waiting for you here why this is luck says her escort holding out a welcoming hand 
harry love wild harry then in answer to miss godfrey's questioning face he explains harry love has ridden beside me and pulled trigger with me since we first met on the meyer expedition hi kai war we both drewed white beans together and lived on rattlesnake and cactus dressin while we war gettin out from the greasers returns the frontiersman who apparently is a slapdash nervous and at times seems almost a flighty man then he chuckles suddenly but i don't know you're why not why you're not smoking tobacco i reformed the habit oh captain is that the reason you've been chewing straws all day laughs the girl you didn't think smoke was pleasing to me oh ho guffaws the texan ranger putting his eyes on miss godfrey you've got him in training have you mrs hampton i've heard cap that you've just come down from new orleans but great taylor i didn't think you'd got anything as purty as that she must have been raised in tennessee that's the only place they hatch such gals my sakes if she ain't as bashful as a young lady possum for at this astounding outburst estrella's face has grown rosy as the setting sun not mrs hampton remarks the captain getting very red himself you always were half crazy harry anyway this is miss godfrey jim godfrey's daughter whom i'm going to take up to her father's ranch live oaks upon the atascosa creek you may have heard of the place heard of the place hoopla hi i war raised thar at this astonishing statement estrella's eyes grow big and she half gasps you you were raised there from the time i were knee-high rejoins love quite earnestly then you're the man i want says hampton eagerly you will help me take this young lady there not if i can help it answers harry his face growing gloomy i have no notion of looking on that air ranch again he mutters doggedly you see i haven't put my eyes on the place since i were a boy of twelve the night it were wiped out by the comanches why i thought it was mexicans cries estrella well it warn't though the mexicans was so proud of getting the credit of that air butcherin they never denied it but what's the difference whether it war red devils or yaller devils my poor old mummy and my old man war rubbed out thar though i escaped somehow as they were burning the place and found myself out of my head upon a barebacked mustang way up toward gonzales when i hit my senses love's bright eyes have a look of haunting horror in them but after a moment he continues more calmly i guess i'm the only one alive from that air massacre and so you knew my father says miss godfrey a tender tone in her voice knew him does a pup know the boss dorg of the pack it were only a piece of luck that old jim godfrey wore out prospectin and locatin land when the redskins jumped us or he'd gone up with his outfit also the frontiersman looks at the young lady again and goes on 
uh, i i reckon i likewise know ye if you're little strella don't you remember wild harry the boy as used to catch birds and cottontail rabbits and red squirrels for ye to play with no answers miss godfrey looking at him intently and passing her white hand over her brow though i'm strella no recollection reckon you are too young why lord bless you i war round when your little sister were run off by the mexicans or injuns in eighteen thirty or thereabout ye've heard of her i calculate yes i've heard of sybil murmurs the girl in subdued voice then she queries eagerly you've seen my father since his ranch was destroyed nary a time since that cursed mire expedition for me and the cap and all of us war nearly rubbed out i've been most of the time down on the lower rio grande picking up cattle and making things even with the yellow bellies answers love i've got uncle sammy's gold in my buckskins now for a lot of steers i drove in to-day every head of em lifted from our friends the greasers this last in the righteous tone of duty well performed anyway you've got to go with me as far as godfrey's rancho rejoins hampton earnestly you've got to do it harry it's a duty you owe to jim godfrey's daughter and i'll do my duty to jim godfrey's daughter not only for her purty face off which ye can't keep your eyes sharp hampton but because her dad war a mighty square man with my dad when i were a little boy and her mammy god bless her or very kind to my poor old mummy very well meet me here at the goliad house this evening whispers the captain who sees that estrella is quite moved at encountering one who had known her father and her mother when she was a little child right ye are count on me until i'm rubbed out thank you harry remarks hampton quietly and knows if he has secured an erratic half-crazy man that he has also obtained a very sure shot and a very true spirit to back him up in his journey across the prairies this conversation held in the open street has been quite private the music of the guitar and mandolin and the song of the girl opposite have kept observation from them but now there seems to be a commotion almost a struggle in the little crowd the tambourine girl is crying i will speak to him caspita why not if you're afraid of the texan captain my patron i'm not even if he has got his war paint on and the dancing girl in the easy dishabille of mexico made more pronounced by the costume of her profession comes running across the street and holds out a tambourine crying in fairly good english and almost without accent un peso senor for a song and dance a snowy chemisette drapes the upper portion of her rounded and yet lithely graceful figure which is that of a young girl though its scant cut and the careless manner of its fastening permit glimpses of a nymph-like bosom perfect in its development her waist is girdled with a bright red sash from which floats a short nagua of brilliant colors 
scarce reaching to the knees displaying legs graceful as a fawn's and browned by the sun for they are stockingless which taper into little blue dancing slippers her face is wrapped coquettishly by the rebozo tapado or floating scarf with which the mexican ladies conceal their faces as hampton gazes carelessly at her she says almost droopingly don't you remember the dancing girl to whom two years ago in metamorris you tossed a golden doubloon as she danced on the plaza turned away and forgot her don't you remember she is drawing away archly the rebozo don't you remember she tosses off the scarf and exhibits deep brown eyes flashing in coquettish vivacity as she puts them on hampton these become languishing as if almost beseeching his recognition by jove carmelita says the texan suddenly ah you remember me dios mio you remember carmelita is happy and she breaks out into a laughing spanish song then suddenly changes it to the sweetest of all spanish melodies cuando me ilaman bonita el corazon me palpita and curtsying gracefully before the texan ranger holds out again her tambourine into it hampton with ranger prodigality tosses a gold piece cielo i've got the mate of it the one you gave me at matamoras i took a few beatings to keep it but i've got it still miss godfrey is placing another gold piece in the tambourine but the girl turns from her and says petulantly no not from you why not little one i only take money from gentlemen i don't rob ladies what i get is from the cattle thieves the monty men and the gringo soldier boys like to hear their boss tune she raises up her voice and begins to sing molly is the gal for me with such enthusiasm and abandon such winks and grimaces that a few of uncle sam's soldiers who are lounging about join in the chorus and go into an impromptu dance in high cavalry boots as the crowd throw money to her when estrella again would add her dossier she declines half angrily none from you none from ladies only from caballeros then jeers if my patron over there sees me refuse gold how he is cursing poor carmelita here noting the expression on miss godfrey's face she breaks out almost savagely don't you dare to pity me senorita hidalga and why not asks estrella looking at the slight graceful willowy waif of the frontier before her whose eyes have in them a kind of pathetic anguish why not caramba because i'm too proud and too tough besides i don't care for the sympathy of women the good sisters up in chihuahua tried to make me a nun but los hombres por me running to hampton who is still in consultation with love she cries come to the fandango tonight, capitano mio there you'll see me dance the habanero and the cachuca civilized wearing silk stockings and dressed paris fashion she puts her lips to his ear and whispers come 
a pleading intensity in her voice come she won't miss you for a little time before hampton can reply the girl is again dancing through the crowd singing molly is the gal for me with even more roguish abandon than before at its close she throws her admirers a mocking kiss or two and cries adios caballeros don't forget carmelita dances tonight at the bella union she takes one quick glance at miss godfrey who stands the exponent of civilization in light semi-tropical traveling dress looking daintily nonchalant despite heat and dust and snarls diablo wouldn't i like to pull you off your high horse donna hidalgo even as she jingles her tambourine and skips into the dancing hall there are tears in the eyes of the frontier sobrette end of book two chapter seven recording by john brandon